One thing that I want to just kind of drop on you, I want to drip it to you a little bit, okay? I want to drip you a little bit of vision. And we're, we're so early in this stage, I don't even have the details, but I just want to drip a little bit of it. Is it okay if I just, just, just like, like turn on the faucet just a little bit? That's what I want to do here. And it's something that I believe is one of, the, one of the most significant things we can do as a church is raise up the next generation. Amen? I, I, I'm preaching better than y'all are amening right there. The, one of the most important things we can do as a church is to, is to raise up the next generation. Because here's the deal. I, I hope to retire as the pastor of this church. Y'all can't get rid of me. I'm just telling you right now. Y'all ain't going to be able to run me off. I'm just telling you right now. I'm sticking around. We're, we're in this, right? But, but here's the deal. I, I don't want to be 65 and go, well, what do we do now? Who's the next? Who's, who, who are the leaders here? I want to begin raising up leaders now. And so something on, on my heart is to begin what we call the City Hope Leadership Academy. And it's going to be like an internship, like a year-long intern slash leadership academy where you're going to focus. Like if you're interested in that, we're, we're, going, to, we're going to teach you leadership. We're going to teach you some Bible. We're, but we're going to raise up people to be children's pastors and worship leaders and, and, and administrators and just different gifts of the Spirit. We're going, to, we're going to do that. And so that's something that is on our heart that I, I can see that happening within the next several months and so I want you to be leaning into that. Some of you, and, and listen, you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm too old for that. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's, it's, for, it's for everybody. So you can be part of that, all right? Doesn't that sound awesome? Doesn't that sound like something the church ought to be doing is just raising up the next generation? Amen. So uh, last week I kind of talked about how one of my responsibilities as your pastor, if you call City Hope home, is, is really to, uh, is to lead you and feed you. But even more than feeding you, it's to teach you how to feed yourself, right? And, and so what I want to do today is I want to lead you into this next season. And so you, to, to lead you means you, you got to follow, right? Because <laughs> if, 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 I'm, if I'm leading but I look back and nobody's following me, then all I'm doing is taking a walk. And so I need some followers. Today. I'm going to lead you into this next season. And so, and so here's what I want to kind of lead you in is that I believe every one of you, no matter how long you've been a Christian, no, no matter how long you've been coming to City Hope Church, every single one of us have a next step to take. Every one of us. Well, brother, I've been saved for 45 years. You've got a next step, right? Well, well you know, my, my gift really isn't to, to serve. Uh, you've still got a next step. You've got, everybody has a next step. And so that's what I want to lead us in is this season where you, you're leaning into what God wants you to be. And in Proverbs chapter 29, um, verse 18, the King James says it this way, that where there is no vision, the people perish. Another way that it's said is in the NIV, it says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. It's like, it's like, man, we don't know what to do, but this sure is fun. This is awesome. And there's chaos and there's no order and there's no direction. And so what I want to do today is I, I want to give you direction because I love the message paraphrase. It says, if people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I stubbed my toe last night. I'm like, Come on, man. It was dark in the room. I stubbed it on the edge of the bed because I couldn't see what, what was happening. And that's the way we are in life. When we don't know what God is doing and where he's leading us, we just kind of stumble in the dark. 
But I love this. Those who attend to what he reveals, he's shedding some light on some things in your life. And when you attend to that, you're the most blessed. Amen? When, when you lean into it, you are the most blessed. And this is what we want for you. We want you to live a life that is most blessed. Not one that's kind of blessed. It's sort of blessed. No, the most blessed. And so if, if you come to City Hope for any period of time, you're going to hear our vision over and over and over again. And you're, actually, you see it when you pull in the, in the driveway there. It says on the flags, no God, find freedom. Discover purpose. Make a difference. That's why we're here. That's, that's what we do. And so we want to help you know God. Like not in a, oh yeah, I know God, but in an intimate, vibrant, life-giving way that you have a relationship with God. That's what we want for you so that you can find freedom, so you can settle your yesterdays, so you can quit living out of a filter of the past and, and being a victim and everything's always everybody else's fault. And no, 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 you're going to find freedom if you stick around here long enough. And then we want you to discover purpose that God has put inside of you gifts and talents and abilities, and you don't need to just sit there riding the pine. Come on, somebody. You, you need to be making a difference in this life. I'm preaching, yeah. I told him, I told him in our dream team rally this morning, I said, I'm, I'm feeling preachy today. I'm feeling preachy. But, but here's the deal, that if, if we don't live this way, we're going to live in the earthly counterfeit which is, I want to know me. It's all about me in this selfie, selfie uh, generation. Like, oh, look at me and look at what I'm doing so that I can find fame. But when you find fame, you're going to find out that it really doesn't make you feel any better. In fact, people who are famous say, I wish I wasn't. Are you going to find fame so that you can discover a platform? That's what the world has to offer. Discovering a platform so that you can go make a dollar that's going to burn. That isn't going to make a difference. That at the end of the day, as we say in East Tennessee, it ain't going to amount to a hill of beans. You ever heard that before? It ain't going to amount to a hill. Of, I don't know what a hill of beans is, but it ain't going to amount to it. I can tell you that. It ain't, it ain't figuring to amount to it. And, and, and so that's where we don't want to live this way. We want to live out the purpose that God has for us. We want something. We want our lives to matter in this world. And so some of you... You're, you're in that place today. You're, you're in that place where you just need a little bit of a nudge. That's what I want to do today is I want to nudge you. I, I kind of want to push you over the edge a little bit, if that's okay. And here's what I believe. Some, some of my best decisions in life have come because someone nudged me, because someone said something to me that got me thinking. Uh, two years ago, just a little over two years ago, we were living in Alabama, and one of my friends, he's a church consultant. His name is Ed Funderburk, and he lives in South Lake, and he consults churches all across the country. He was consulting our church in Alabama, and I was dropping him off at the hotel. And, and we had been talking for a little bit, and, and right as he's about to get out of the, the truck, uh, he says to me, Ben, how old are you? I said, just two years ago. I said, I'm 35. And he said, that sounds like the ripe age of a church planter. <laughs> Those words were the words that pushed me over the edge. Oh, we already had it in our hearts, but it was those words that nudged me to get out of my comfort zone and start having conversations, maybe that I had been putting off for a little bit, and talking with our senior pastor about, about this dream that we had had in our hearts for so long, and it was those words that nudged me. And I'm just here to tell you today, I'm here to nudge you, okay? Okay. I'm here to kind of push you over the edge a little bit. 
And here's the deal. A, a lot of people have this when-then syndrome. You ever heard of the when-then syndrome? Uh, it's, it's not really, it, it's not a real syndrome probably. But like, when this happens in my life, then I will do this. Mm. You've said things like that before. Well, you know, for those of you who don't have kids, when we have kids, then we'll do blank. And for those of you who have kids, you say, well, when we don't have kids anymore, <laughs> then we'll do blank. For those of you who, who you, you don't have a house yet, you're thinking, man, when, when we get a house, then we'll host a small group. When, when we get out of debt, then we'll start to tithe. And I'm just here to say, do it now. Like, why, why are you waiting? I'm nudging you a little bit. I'm, I'm going to step on your toes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick you in the, in the seat of the pants. That's what the message is for today, right? That's what we're doing. And, and I want to nudge you. Get, get rid of the when-then syndrome. So no, no matter who you are, you've got a next step. And I love, I love what Paul said in 2 Corinthians. He says, the best time to move is now. Everybody say now. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Right now, this moment, not tomorrow, not yesterday, today. You're living in today. Tomorrow will worry about itself, but today is here right now, and it's the best time. And so some of you, you've been, you've been kicking the tires. You've been, you've been kind of church shopping, and you've been looking here and there, and I'm just here to tell you that maybe now is the time to just say, all right, we're going all in. We're, we're, we're diving in today. And I'm saying to you that this won't be the only defining moment of your life, but it'll be one of them. You'll look back on today and you'll go, man, that was a benchmark moment. Labor Day weekend, September 1st, 2019 was a, was a Sunday I'll never forget because it's the day that I went all in with Jesus. And so today, I believe it's time. Everybody say, maybe it's time. Come on, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for you to commit your whole life to God. And quit, quit playing around with church, but maybe it's time for you to just really go all in, like dive all in. And some of you, you're committed. Like, like look at me right now, like, ah, you're committed. Like, I, I believe in God. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Jesus. You're not convincing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's time for you to commit your whole life to God. Some of you are committed, but you're not really committed. You, you haven't surrendered your whole life. And even some of you in this room today, you're thinking, I've tried it, Ben. I've tried. I've been coming to church. I've tried. I, I've tried the whole, you know, Sunday morning thing, and I've, I've tried to live right. And I don't know if this Christian thing is really working out for me, but the truth is that you feel that way. You, you feel like it's not working out because you haven't gone in wholeheartedly. You haven't surrendered completely. And, and Christianity is not one of those deals where you can just be like in or out. You're either in or you're out with, with, with your faith in Christ. You either you, you believe or you don't believe. Like you're growing in your faith or you're not growing in your faith. Can I get a witness? And that's, that's where I want to just nudge you to, 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 to go all the way. Like going halfway is saying like, like you want to be a track star, but you don't like to run. I want to be a track star, but I like donuts too. Right? I mean, you eat those donuts so you can run them off, but, but if you don't like to run, you can't be a track star. You, you, you can't go the distance. You, you've got you've to be in love with running. 
And so I'm just saying, if, if you want if you want to be committed to Jesus, you got to be in love with Jesus. You got to be in love with Him. And the only way that you're going to see the best of what God has for you is if you go all in, if you commit your whole life to Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 29:13 says it this way: that if you look for for Him wholeheartedly, you will find Him. When you look wholeheartedly, not not halfway, not occasionally, but when you go in all the way, you're going to find him. And when you find him, the Bible says that he will end your captivity. That's good news right there. And he will restore your fortunes. He will heal your broken hearts. He will do some incredible things when we go in wholeheartedly. And some of you, maybe you're here today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're here at church, but that's it. You're just here. I don't. My wife made me. My mom made me. I'm just kind of here. And I'm saying to you today, if you want to see the best of what God has for you, you go all in. Some of you, you, you know that the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. But you're a fold your arms, tap your toe, all your people kind of guy. And I'm just saying that one's not in the Bible anywhere. I, don't, I didn't really find one that's, to, that's a cross your arms and tap your toe, all you people kind of verse in the Bible. That we got to go all in. We got to say, I'm in, Jesus. I'm in. So here's, here's the step. Here's the response is that you need to surrender the control of your life to Jesus. The control of your life to him. And that's what salvation looks like where you say, I'm not in charge anymore. I'm not calling the shots anymore. I'm not the boss of my life anymore. And it's not just dating God because here's the deal. God can't just be on your list. He's either at the top of your list or he ain't on your list. He's at the top or he's not even on the list. And, and so he's not going to take any other place. He wants the top. He wants the top. And some of you, you're here today. You've given your life to Christ since the beginning of this year, but you haven't fully committed your life. You, you haven't gone public with your faith. And I'm, I'm, here's the step. Make your relationship with God public. I'm talking about water baptism. I'm talking about... You ought to be baptized. Like, we weren't even planning on baptism today. We'd pushed it back till next week, but as I was preparing this message, I just felt like I need to give some people an opportunity today to be baptized. Because I, I can't just say, yeah, yo, yeah, amen. I don't want to just say, well, if you want to be baptized, come back next week. No, today. This, this moment, right now, today. Well, well, well Pastor Ben, like, like, I'm not ready. We are. Well, I didn't bring a towel. We've got one. Well, I, I didn't bring a change of clothes. We, we have some. Well, what about my underwear? We've got that too. <laughs> Honest. We, we, we've, we've got it. If you need it, we've got it. Well, I want my family to see it. Well, we have photographers here today. They can see it. We're just cutting the excuses, y'all. Well, well, I want my. Fa I don't want to get. I want to be the first one in the tub because it's going to be dirty if I'm the last one. We've got industrial filters on the baptistry so that when you get in it, it's clean water. I'm just nudging you a little bit. Some of you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close. I, I'm just telling you, it's time. And, and maybe you're here and and, and you, you've got another syndrome very close to the. When then syndrome, it's called the yeah, but syndrome. Well, yeah, but 
And here's the truth. Some of y'all's butt's too big. And I don't, I don't mean this one. I mean this. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but if I get baptized today, I've got lunch plans and my hair's going to be all wet. Well, Jesus Christ died on the cross and he didn't look so great either. So maybe it's time to get baptized. You go to lunch, they say, hey, why is your hair wet? Because I committed, I fully committed my life to Jesus Christ today, and I went all in with God. What a testimony. I'm just, hey, I'm pushing you over the edge. Some of, somebody's like, Where, where's the clothes? I'm going to change right now. I'm re- getting ready. We're getting ready. I, I, that, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to push you over the edge. Maybe it's time. Don't wait till next week. Do it today. Maybe it's time, number two, for you to surround yourself with the right relationships. With not just relationships, but the right ones. To get the right people in your lives. And other than giving your life to Jesus Christ, that's the most important thing. But I think one one of the most important things other than that is to get the right people in your life. Get the right influences in your life where they're speaking to you. And I say this all the time. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I can predict that for you. Just show me who you're hanging out with, and I can tell you what's going to happen. I can tell you what's going on. And some of you are in bad relationships. Like, you, you just need to, you need to cut the cord on it. They're dragging you down. Well, I just want to be a good influence. I'm trying to pull them up, but the truth is they're going to pull you down a lot faster than you can pull them up. And, and I'm not talking about being separate. I'm not, I'm not saying you ought to isolate yourself from the world. That's impossible. I'm just saying some of you are in unhealthy relationships, and you've got to cut that. And it's, maybe it's time to find new friends. So next Sunday, we launch small groups. And so you need to be looking at small groups. You need to be looking at, at finding some new friends and getting some new people in your life who can speak life to you. You can, you can join an ATV group where they're going to go ride ATVs, or you can, you can sip coffee and study a book with a group of people, or you can go to a supper club, or you can read a, a book of the Bible, or you can go to a freedom group. There's going to be all kinds And there's no excuses, right, to find relationships. So you join a small group. You you, you find life-giving relationships within the local church, within the context of community. And what we're saying is, I'm not going to, I'm going to let the fall of 2019 mark my life with new relationships. I'm going all in. I'm not going to be dragged down. I'm not going to be influenced in a wrong way anymore. And some of you, you're, you're in some dating relationships. You're dating some people who's just not healthy. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's okay for you to pull out your phone right now and just text them and just say it's over, right? It is over. In fact, I wrote a little, I wrote a little, a little thing for it. It's over. It's over. Don't, y'all, y'all got to be with me now. Y'all got to be. It's over. It's over. Heck, no, you can't come over because it's over. It's over. Right? It's over. Stiff arm. Stiff arm him. Right? Talk to the hand. It's over. Relation. You got you to have those right relationships. Why? Because if you walk with the wise, you're going to become wise. Uh, but if you... If you if you, if you walk with, what, what does the Bible say? That a, a companion of fools suffers harm. He goes to jail. 
He, he ends up in the wrong place at the wrong time. So get in a group. I don't have to talk a long time about that because that's part of who we are is, is relationships. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time, number three, to discover your God-given purpose. When I was, when I was, a, um, I was growing up in uh, East Tennessee and I played, I love baseball. That's my sport. I love it. And I, I just got mad in a game one time. And the coach, he said, hey, you want to ride the pond? And I was like, what does that even mean? I didn't understand. He was, he was like, you want me to bench you? And some of you, that's kind of you right now. You just feel like you've benched yourself. No, I don't want to. I'm just going to ride the pond for a little bit. I mean, I, I, like I'll be a backup. I'll be a third, fourth string maybe. Like I'll be practice squad if you needed somebody. Like, but, but I don't really, yeah, I'm just going to. I'm just going to stay where I'm at and do what I'm doing right now. Maybe it's because you don't feel qualified and you feel like you've done some things in life that God could never use somebody like you. Can I say that is baloney? That's baloney. We say that in East Tennessee too. That's baloney, That's baloney man. Y'all know what baloney is, right? <laughs> if it's fried baloney with mustard, that's good. But if it's not, that's baloney. that's baloney. We don't even do that. So what do we do? Like, discover your God-given purpose. I'm, what you're saying is, I'm not going to live my life just surviving, just paying bills, just going through the motions, but I'm going to live my, my life believing what Psalm 139 says about me, that all the days ordained for me were written in his book before one of them ever came to be, that God had a purpose for my life, and I'm going to live that out. And you might be thinking, well, Ben, there is no way that God had anything to do with my life. The things that have happened to me, what I've been through, it's not okay. God didn't do any of that. And you're probably right. He may not have had anything to do with it, but he can meet you right where you are, right in your situation, and he can take his story and put it into your history. And he, he can do something great in your life right now. And maybe you're feeling like you've been off track, like you've, 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 you've kind of gone the other way. Listen to me. You can get from Wichita Falls to Fort Worth through Abilene. It's not the best way. It's going to take you a long time to get there, but you can still get there. Some of you were on your way to Fort Worth, and you got detoured, and you ended up in Abilene. You ended up over here where God didn't intend for you to be, and God's saying, hey, it's going to take me a while for, for, to get you back over there, but we can get you there. There's still purpose, and there's still destiny in your life, and Fort Worth is still the goal. He can do that in you. I believe that. I believe he can do it in you. That's what I want for your life. So your story might be, it might be one like that, but just know there's still purpose for your life. Here's what I want you to know. Ephesians 2.20 says that you are God's handiwork. It didn't say some of you who have your act together, who haven't messed up in a certain amount of time, are God's handiwork. It said you are. You, me, we're God's handiwork, and we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You were not saved by your good works, but you were created to do good works. That's why we serve. That's why we make a difference in our community, because it brings glory to the name of Jesus. And he had those good works prepared for you before you were ever created. Let me say it this way. Before there was a you, there was something for you to do. Before, while you were a twinkle in your daddy's eye. Thanks for laughing. I appreciate that. 
It's supposed to be fun. Why, why, well, yeah, while you were a twinkle in your daddy's eye, he has something for you to do. It's a, it's a purpose that God marked out for you. You are his masterpiece. That's what you are, and that's what I want for your life. That's what God wants for your life. So here's, here's the action step. Some of you, you've been sitting on the bench a little bit, and it's time for you to go to growth track. Next Sunday starts step one. We normally do it on the first, but we're doing it next Sunday. And, and listen, it's time for you to go all in. It's time for you to discover your purpose. Four Sundays. Four Sundays. Well, I don't know where to go. There's going to be somebody holding a sign next Sunday that says growth track. Well, what if I miss a Sunday? Well, we do it every single month. We do all four classes every single month. Step one on the first Sunday. Step two on the second Sunday. Step three on the third Sunday. Step four on the fourth Sunday. It just repeats. So you, if you miss one, you just come back. But it's time for you to, to go all in. And number four, it's time for you to do something, live your life doing something that matters. And here's what I mean by that. Like I said, something that matters on purpose. Because it's easy for us to get off track and find ourselves living for things that don't matter. Like nicer vehicles, bigger houses, more money in the 401k, sports teams, whatever. It's easy to find ourselves living for things that at the end of the day don't matter. And they may not be, this might not be the part of the message that gets a lot of response but I want to lead you for a moment because I need you to know that life is short. Life is short. I turned 37 last week, and I feel like I'm in this part of my life where man, I'm kind of in the sweet spot, right? It's, it's the sweet spot. I've, I've lived 37 years. I, I hope I have way more than that ahead of me, but here's the deal. Life is short, Life is short. Like, I, I think I've got a lot of time, but I don't have a lot of time, if that makes sense. I got some time, but I don't have that much time. And we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what's around the corner. And, and listen, I'm not saying we ought to live in fear at all. But when you look around the world right now, you go, man, life is short. Life is nothing but a vapor. And so this needs to be our prayer. Psalm 90 he says, teach us to number our days and to recognize how, how few they are, to help us spend them as we should. If your days were currency, how are you spending them? How are you budgeting them? How, what are you doing with your days? What are you doing to, to, to make a difference? How are you doing something that really matters? And, and I need this prayer for my life because I'm, I'm saying, God, I need you to show me. My days are few, and I need you to show me Where's our, if we plant another campus in Wichita Falls, where does it need to be? Like, where, how, What are you doing in our, in, in our church? What are you doing in our city? Lord, where are you leading us to? How, what's the best way for us to pour into the next generation and to raise up leaders? Help us know whether we ought to look for permanent facilities here or there or try to stay at the school. Lord, help us know what really matters in this life. To not chase after things that are just a vapor. So what matters? Eternity matters. At the end of the day, the one thing that I could give you above everything else is eternity matters. Like heaven, hell. That's eternity. 
And here's the deal. You're, you're going to live forever in one of those two places. We're a church that still believes the, in heaven and hell. Like they, they exist. We believe that. And we believe there's a loving God and there's an enemy of our soul. We believe it. And there are people in Wichita Falls who are counting on us. They don't know it yet, and we don't know it yet. They're counting on us to know eternity matters. That in our conversations, eternity matters. Where's this conversation going? How can I show the love of Jesus in a life-giving way? We don't have enough time. We don't have a lot of time. So that's why we... That's why over the next few weeks, we're helping launch about 30 churches across America through the Association of Related Churches. Why? Because eternity matters. It's why we do outreaches in Wichita Falls. It's why we go to certain parts of town that you won't drive through on your own. Maybe because you feel a little bit scared. You don't go to that part of town, but we go there. Why? Eternity matters. It's, it's why we support Proclaim Cuba. Because eternity matters. It's why we're doing a series starting next week where we show movie clips and you get to eat popcorn and movie characters. Why? Why are we doing that, man? Eternity. I like to say it this way, that we'll do anything short of sin to win somebody to Jesus. That's a lot, y'all. That's a lot we can do. We'll do anything we can to reach people for the gospel because eternity matters. And over these next few weeks as we go into this At The Movie series, you don't, you don't hear me talk a lot about invite your friends, but maybe two or three series a year I really ask you to invite. And I'm telling you it's because this, this series, I believe with all my heart, is one where it's one of the easiest times you'll get a yes to come to church. I'm telling you. It's one of the easiest times where somebody will say, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. And in that series, when you bring a friend and they're sitting next to you and they give their life to Jesus, you're going to get a little bit of taste of eternity. You're going to get a little bit of a taste of the power of in the presence of God. So because eternity matters, I want to ask you to do three things for me. I want to ask you to pray. You're inviting somebody to church? Pray for them. Ask God to give them boldness. Ask God to give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation because, listen, they need more than a church. They need an encounter with God. They need a, a life-giving moment with God where they go, like, aha. You, ever, you heard of an aha moment? They need one of those where they go, man, it's making sense. Like, I, I need, this is what I've been missing in my life. This is, this is what I've been searching for my whole life. Then you can invite your friends. Out of 52 Sundays a year, the next four might be your best chance. And I don't want you to pass up that opportunity. So when you invite somebody, when, because eternity matters, when you're having those conversations, don't just say, hey, you want to come to church with me? No. Hey, we, you, you want to sit with me Sunday? 
We'll sit together. Like We'll go to lunch afterwards if you want to. We'll hang out a little bit on Sunday. You want to come to church with me? I'll meet you at the welcome table. I'll meet you out front, right? That's the kind of invitation they'll say yes to. And, and if, you're, if you call City Hope home, I just want you to be ready to give up your seat over the next few weeks. That when hopefully we have to add chairs, that you're willing to go, hey, y'all, y'all sit here. We can move. We can sit on the floor. Well, yeah, I pay my tithes here, Brother Ben. I ain't sitting on the floor. That's my chair. Hey, look, we need your seat. We need your seat, right? I'm, I'm just going to leave the church then. Cool, you just gave us some seats. <laughs> right? Be, have that kind of mindset that just says, I'm, 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 I'm going to serve somebody. I don't, I've never met you, but hey, y'all, take my seats. Because I, I want you to hear the gospel today. I want you to hear it. And then serve. You can serve. You can serve. You can serve. You, you, you can... You can love people. You're, you're a greeter the next four weeks, all right? Every one of you. You're, you're on the greeting team. You're, you're immediately there. Why? Because eternity matters. We're just trying to pave the way for somebody to know Jesus. For somebody to know Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me today? I'm going to wrap up with this, with a prayer. Lord, I thank you. I thank you today, God, that you're nudging us. Every one of us, you're nudging us. And you're speaking to us, Holy Spirit. You're giving us, you're giving us words. You're giving us wisdom. You're, you're giving us some next steps. You're giving us a nudge. And so, Lord, I pray for those today who need to go all in. They're here today, and they need to take another step. Lord, I'm praying for those who need to be baptized, those who have given their lives to, to you. They have surrendered to you, but they haven't taken that next step. Lord, for whatever reason, I'm praying you blow up that excuse today and that you nudge them. To not wait till next week, but to do it today. That they'll step out in faith and that, they'll, that they will leave this place having committed, fully committed their life to you, Lord. I'm praying for those who need some life-giving relationships. Wichita Falls is a transient town, God, where there are people come and people go. And it sometimes can, can be a struggle to meet new people. Lord, I pray that, that those, those people would be able to find life-giving relationships at City Hope Church, through small groups. God, I'm praying that you would nudge every one of us to take a step where there's more people that are in groups than actually come to church on the weekend, God. Because there's healthy relationships. There's, there's freedom in those groups. There's, there's freedom. God, I'm praying for those who need to discover their purpose. They've kind of been riding the pine for a little bit, and it's time for them to take that next step and to quit being a spectator and to quit just watching what's going on. But, Lord, today it's, it's time for them to say, all right, I'm going. I'm committed. I'm, I'm going to growth track. I'm going to find my purpose. I'm going to live out my destiny. I'm going to live what you've called me to live, Jesus. And, Lord, for those who need to make a difference with their lives, they, they have influence over people i pray that you would tell that you would show us all that you would you would work inside all of us to know and to believe and to comprehend and to just buy into the fact that eternity matters that heaven and hell are real and that you want to do everything in your power to to plunder hell and to populate heaven so give us favor give us wisdom give us grace 
Help us to know that eternity matters in Jesus' name. And with your head bowed, your eyes still closed, if you're here today and you say, Ben, I don't know where I would spend eternity. I, I, don't, I don't know what's next for me. Like before, before you can do any of that other stuff, you, you need to come to a decision in your own heart that you believe Jesus Christ is the only Son of God and He died on the cross for your sins, not just so that you could be forgiven, but so that you could live a life on this earth that really makes a difference. And you're here today and you say, Ben, I'm far from God, but I'm ready today to give my life to Christ. I'm ready today to surrender. I'm ready today to make Him the Lord of my life. If that's you, just lift up your hand all across this place. Because eternity matters. God bless you. See you in the back. Who else? That's me, Ben. Just slip up your hand. Just me, me and you. Just me and you. Who else? Thank you. I see you back there. Who else today? Count me in, Ben. I surrender. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I can't do it on my own. Amen. Amen. Say this prayer with me right where you are. Say, Jesus, I surrender. I fully commit my life to you. I am yours. You are mine. You're my Savior. You're my Lord, my best friend. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, come on, let's give God thanks today. Let's praise Him for hands that went up. Amen.